0: Welcome back to Richmond Tiger Talk. My name's Nick. And I'm Andy. And for the first time in this nearly uh, 400-episode, 12-year history of this show, we have a a new uh, full-time permanent coach.
1: And we've got a new Essendon football manager, but we'll come to that later. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's it's exciting, Dave. I must admit my first reaction was... uh, um, was, I'm not sure what to think of this. I almost wish yeah. I was a bit younger to have a hotter take, but I've done a bit of research, which we'll get into, and I've sort of talked myself into it. Like, it's yeah. not a very interesting uh, take to come on to podcast and say, well, I don't really know about the alternatives, but um, the club management seems to know what it's doing, so I trust them. Like,
0: yeah.
1: that that's the honest answer, but it's also not a very interesting answer. So um, I've... I've looked into it a bit bit deeper and uh, t- to have a few more texts.
0: But what was okay. your first reaction? Oh, look, he was... So in some of the media tonight, there's talk that uh, the club was uh, attracted to a fresh voice and I must admit I I felt the, the same way. Um, I do... Uh, I've, only done a, I've done a bit of research, The couple of... There's several articles also uh, saying about his, uh, his very uh, smart smart guy tactically sort of ran uh, ran the, ran the uh, Melbourne coaching box while Simon Goodwin uh, coached uh, was on the boundary line. Um, but I, I've I've listened to a couple of interviews and he, he comes across as was quite warm and genuine as well, so yeah. I, it's it's a it's a positive first first deep dive, I must say.
1: Yeah, and look, we should say in the in the I believe it was the last podcast that we we were polite about it. But I, well, I, I said, it and I, I got a feeling you were agreeing that um, it was it was our preference was probably for a new voice, mm. and uh, but you know. Also being sad that, that, you know, that has a lot of implications. Um, and Dimmer's resignation does mean that probably uh, some assistant mm. coaches will need to find more jobs. And uh, uh, my approval rating of Dimmer is not very high at the moment, but that's a completely separate issue. But I, I think a, a new job, not so a new voice not so tied to the legacy of the mm. past and the, the emotional weight of that, which is, we all know, is enormous. We feel it. Um, I, I, I think... From the outsider's perspective, was right. Cool. I think there's a few things on Uze that um, also we should acknowledge that for those who aren't WWE fans. Sort of the dominant and most fun plotline in the in the um, WWE fe- features are. Uh, Some Samoan, uh, the Samoan bloodline, as as it's known, and uh, the Usos are the most fun part of that, um, Mm. which is who have the tagline the Uzo, and uh, yeah, they uh, it's very close to Uze, so um, (laughs) yeah, uh, it's going to be expect uh, that to be running gag on the podcast. Yeah, But, but you know, it's hard to take have a take on other teams' assistant coaches, but we all remember him as a player. Yeah.
0: I'm not sure. I
1: had forgotten how good he was.
0: He was. He was. He was genuinely good. He started his career under Neil Barn.
1: Yeah, all Australian. Um, you know, over 200 games. Uh, the highlight reel is amazing. A few people um, no. posted some of the Tiger's are old included. It just topped on my mind. Um, kicked some amazing goals. But I'll, the first thing when I really start to think about it, I liked about him is after. Melbourne and Nick, once again, the sort of the long well of Melbourne's tanking efforts and mm. uh, uh, comes back to that long hand that led to Dusty and so many other things as is reaching out again because Melbourne delisted him uh, in 2008 um, on, as part of the, this youth movement. Mm. And one thing I really liked about him was he did everything to keep playing footy. He he went through the humiliation of registering himself in the in in the preseason draft and no one picked him up. Which and he said at the time he didn't know that he was going to get picked up.
0: No, and he was only thirty one. Uh, a thirty one year old who played two hundred and seventy one games of football.
1: I reckon these days he probably would get picked up. because there's more appetite for that kind of player and there's less tanking teams than there were in those days. But then he went on when he played with his brother and.
0: Sorry? Nick? Actually, I'm looking at we talked about those tanking teams. His last fourteen games they lost.
1: <laughs> nice. Um, but he went he went and played with his brother. Um, he played with the shepherd and swans, he played with Gan Orden, he played with Wet Footsgray. And look like these are things. Look, you know, a lot of people listening to this podcast and you know, people like me who are in sadly can't let go and are still playing. Like, we just love footy, and that's clearly what he did. Um, mm. he, just, he, he, he just kept playing and playing, and he didn't care at what level, but he wanted to play with his brother, something we can relate to. Mm. And he kept playing at these different levels, and he clearly just had a passion for the game. That Some of them, they just they walk away, and, you know, I'm not playing at the top level. I'm not getting a six-figure salary. Like, that lower-level footy is not easy for an AFL player. Like, your teammates are much worse. People keep trying to snipe him. He's not a big guy. You know, people are mm. afraid of him. Um, but he, he clearly loved the game, and even his entry into coaching was pretty delayed. Like he was the Hawthorns goal kicking coach. Actually, in an era when he arrived, he, their goal kicking really improved. So if we can just uh, mind wipe uh, Melbourne's final series and their goal kicking, yes. um, he actually had a long time ago had um, was he, he sort of his entree into AFL coaching was being a goal kicking guru. So as soon as I read that, Nick, I thought of you. <laughs>
0: No, I approve.
1: And, you know, he worked his way up in, in uh, through Hawthorne and wound up being a relatively junior coach, but he was a coach during uh, their flag. Um, and then, you know, most of the people sort of know the story from there, how he went across to Melbourne and um, worked his way up to uh, eventually being, um, like, one, as you said, one of the most senior people in the coaching box and was part nice. of the premier success. He actually arrived the year they won the flag. Um, oh. So, like, it was uh, it was good, you know. Timing's a lot in assistant coaching, but yeah, look, it's not a long coaching. the The amount of senior roles he's held in an AFL coach, he's only held a few, and only recently. But he's done it tough, and he's worked his way up from the bottom. And for what it's worth, I, I kind of looked at his CV and I thought I, I liked it. Like, it wasn't just one of these sort of the next great thing, he was anointed as a coach. He got out every door open for him.
0: No, actually there's there's quite a lot of similarity between him and uh Andrew McWalter. The he's got uh he's got an extra two years mm-hmm. of of experience, but, you know, McWalter mm-hmm. started as a, a playing development coach with Coburg. Um you know, as he said, Use started with as a development coach, uh, you know, did a lot of work with Box Hill. Um, I think as a having coached at two different clubs helps him. Um, and, and yeah, look, I think it's worth noting how close McWalter's come to uh, to snagging the full time job, and and that uh, yeah, I don't. He clearly. Um, Made an impression, you know, with his vision for the club that was more than just uh, what he could do uh, as a caretaker. So yeah, I think I think worth noting that. But yeah, the the Alex the Alster Clarkson coaching tree uh, strikes again, as it as it was good for us last time we we appointed uh, a senior coach. Um, I did. I I heard an interview with him where uh he did uh, somewhat, uh, the somewhat the Alan uh Jeans speech about sausages, except he uh, said that about coaching forwards, midfields, or backs. <laughs> it was all it was all somewhat the same and it was uh but that, you know, you had to work with the individuals you had and uh, adapt your message, so yeah, yeah, it was quite impressive.
1: And We should recognise uh, in the Melbourne Premiership year, he was the defenders coach and uh, was mm. given a lot of credit for that. So, obviously, versatility from his from playing his mm. days, but that's not unusual if you look at sort of the, the career of coaches. Um, it's obvious from what we've said, but there's no crossover with Dimmer, so it's, mm. uh, you know, they missed each other by three years um, at Hawthorne. So, it, it, it is a genuinely fresh perspective in many ways.
0: Although mm. so he has he has done some mentoring of uh at the Basha Hui uh, uh, institute Academy. Uh so he spent he spent a little bit of time with and at Pump Road with uh with that. So yeah. And, okay. oh.
1: Um, and I actually, um, I, I watched, the uh, I rewatched his interview with, weirdly, i watched at the time of, of, after their preseason game with us this year. He did the media. Mm. And, uh, yeah, he's, he's not as articulate as Dimmer. Um, he, he was real. he was quite nervous and repeated his words when he mm. was talking about Richmond. But once he warmed up and started talking about the players, he was much more articulate. And, uh, you know, you could see his his enthusiasm took, up, took over. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, I think we need to remember that within these four walls that probably no one is going to be quite as articulate as Tim was.
0: No. Look, it's... And you think he, he's different... Uh, the the dimmer we we see now has sort of been through, been through a lot. Um, yeah, he kn- he knows how to keep the the circus
1: the circus entertained.
0: Yeah. Um. Uh. He's not. Is he the first? He de- I don't think he actively practices his religion, but is he the first Muslim coach? Hmm. Uh, well, probably. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. I can't think of another one. Um, the uh, one other thing that I like, the, the track record of, um, these guys who sort of come second a couple of times, uh, is actually really good. If you think about the, the final two of when we appointed dinner was, was him and, uh, Ken Hinckley. Um, you know, and Uze's run second to to Brad Scott and Adam Kingsley uh last year so yeah and yeah I'm, look i I mentioned he started his uh playing career under Neil Baum and I do uh i I hope they I hope he gets to start his co- his senior coaching career around balmi as well that'd be a a nice symmetry.
1: Well, I guess he already has because Barn will presumably at least be around for the off-season trade period, so um, yeah. he will because um, cool. his, his job started already. Uh, but, yeah, um, it's, uh, a, it's it's a great start. It'll be be nice to have a fresh face. Yeah. And weirdly, the rumour today is that we're recruiting one of his ex-players. Really? Well, Kositsky. Would oh yes,
0: sorry. The one ex, ex Hawthorn player, although they didn't, they didn't overlap, uh, uh, a lot. Um, but yeah, um, Jacob uh, Kaczynski, uh cousin cousin of the St Kilda Kaczynski, Um Mostly, mostly a uh, key forward in the in the AFL, although. Um, was all Australian as a as a junior as a key defender, um, and he's but he's been a he's been a solid but unspectacular goal kicker uh, for the Hawks in in recent years. But yeah, had a had a good debut season in 2020. But yeah, struggled played played 13 games in the VFL this year, and he is out of contract. So. Yeah, I, I, I understand he's wanting a fresh start. So yeah, it's a it's a solid if not exciting move. I think.
1: Yeah, to me, it's all about price, which we've already mm. we've already had a conversation on in text. And uh, mm. um, to me, I uh, thought we'll, we'll talk about it more later if the room mm. firms up. But, to me, a third round sounds right. A second round is too much yeah. for reasons yeah. we can get into. If, if the rumour becomes more likely to become true, but, but
0: yeah. Well, he's a, he's asked for a trade and he's out of contract, so that's it's most of the time these things happen. But yeah, yeah. Um, but so as, you pointed, go wrong.
1: as you pointed out to me, North is an expressing the interest too. So, yeah. um, for instance, the option that takes out the option of forcing him into the preseason draft. Um, mm. Does mean it has to be a trade, and you know, one hundred ninety six utility tall. That there, there may be other there may be other buyers.
0: Yeah. Yep. Right. So, if, uh, I'd much rather talk about the the win over the GWS than the uh, the game against the Crows, if that's okay.
1: Well, it was it was funny. Like we we had that, you know. the, in a measured way. We all took a victory lap after the Brisbane game. Our podcast yeah. was...
0: Oh, it was genuinely great. <laughs>
1: it was genuinely great and Lauren was great and uh, we're all top of the world high-fiving each other and then we got a hard reality check and then, as this team does, bounces back and yeah. GWS were no joke, beat us in the preseason. Um, they, they've been they'd had mixed form you know that they, they, they had admittedly the they're now three and but if you actually look at their three and it's it wasn't terrible oh i'm in three. Oh, oh, sorry yes i'm three yeah but you know what i mm. meant that you know they had lost a very close game to carlton and then um they got beaten by one of the league leaguers and quite an uneven league um so like it, we weren't we were mild favorites but it wasn't massive and then we we had a very credible victory i feel yes mm
0: okay it was uh yeah, unexpected for um, having to get a, a a tiger snake off the ground before they could start the game, but it was it was hot over thirty degrees blustery winds like it was the the first quarter was was a real slog but um as this team does uh they really stuck with it um Monconti, you know all the all the usual suspects. Uh, Mon Conti in midfield. Elise uh, Sheeran uh, endlessly running off half-back. Katie Brennan up forward. Um, uh, Gabby Seymour was was good in the ruck. Uh, they, uh, I, did, I did feel a bit sorry for... It was the first uh, uh, game in a long time for Izzy. Huntington and we put Beck Miller on her <laughs> and gave her a bath. So, yeah, it was both a gesture of respect, but yeah, also, also a tough day at the office for her.
1: Yeah, and um, in a Nick Trudley moment, Katie Brennan kicked 1 3. Um. <laughs>
0: yeah. That was it. Oh, and shall uh, we? We had Molly. Eastman and uh Charlie Wickstein both both debut and I'd I'd recommend the uh quite you know, Sean Hampson was so nervous about his reasonably short speech that he'd uh, written it out for himself, which was quite cute. But yeah, the uh Charlie Wickstein was a, was a couple of shades of paint away from having two goals on debut, which would have be been nice.
1: Yeah, promising debut debut and only
0: 20. Hmm. yeah and on, and we've we mentioned before comes, uh came from a hockey uh, background so sort of hasn't hasn't had as much uh, time in the system uh, as some but yeah and our first our first was Western Australian uh, player so that was I really enjoyed that um look the the Adelaide game wasn't a complete write-off uh either like we we're actually uh ahead at uh half that uh quarter time before before the the dam broke, but sort of an i thought we were we were outclassed uh rather than being um you know intimidated um uh, if you know what I mean
1: yeah like it, i mean I'd like currently have a percentage of two hundred and fifty so um yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just the nature of the league um, that there's um, there's three extremely good teams and uh, the the rest, but yeah, like it wasn't a complete embarrassment. But next week's a really interesting game. I I know there are mixed feelings about a short season but taking the positive approach is, it means every game's meaningful. It's a bit like watching the NFL, but
0: you know. um, Well, it does and it also it also means your draw is um, uh, particularly important so that you know, and there are a couple of clubs down the bottom struggling. It is re- remarkable how much the entire the men's and women's uh, West Coast programs are utterly inept. Setage thirty four. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, remarkable. So yeah, the, it does it does really matter who you've played and who you play over the the course the course of the season. So we're totally. so for all that. Talk about an unequal competition. We're playing, and uh, we're playing the Cal- uh, Carlton uh, this week. whose records almost identical to ours.
1: Yep, uh, eighth and ninth on the ladder, um, uh, uh, so, but point four percentage difference. So, really, like eight point game is, well, frankly, most of the games are in the season. But according just to the odds, which mm. is uh, which are now included on the AFLW app as well. Um, I don't know, which is sort of losing its purity bit by bit but it's, um
0: no, no, hang uh, it on
1: it's sort of a 6040
0: um, game mm. yeah we're, so, we're solid favorites
1: yeah so look promising and thank god we're playing Carlton as an away team at icon park Like that would be that
0: would be something yeah that would be weird yeah so um the, uh, uh, look we've talked about it with uh, uh, friends but the uh, prospect of uh, Carlton getting knocked out of the men's and women's and uh 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 same weekend's pretty appealing.
1: <laughs> yeah, oh absolutely. Like and maybe just uh was there anything else you wanted to say about the FLW?
0: Oh, look the I think uh, I think mid mid tables uh making the finals but mid tables feels feels about right. Like we have played a couple of uh, really good teams and, and GWS, if battling uh, uh, competitive. But yeah, I think this is this is this is a real litmus test game that uh, you know the the structure we've put we put together um, uh, can deliver the. But uh, look, we did, we didn't mention Kate, Caitlin Greiser, but and, uh, I I uh, quite quite against Adelaide, I understandably so, but, yeah, I, I, I like the forward line, uh, Jess Hosking, unfortunately, out injured, Ellie McKenzie, uh, uh, battling another uh, strain, strange injury, unfortunately, but, yeah, I feel like we've, you know, we brought, we brought Stella Reid uh, back into the team, so, yeah, I think, I think we've got some depth. Don't know how much more depth we have, but yeah, this is, this is a big week for the women's do
1: It is. Uh, and the week after, we've got Frio, who are above us in the top A's. Um, but admittedly, they played the Hawks in the West Coast for their two wins, and they're both uh, really yep. good teams. Uh, and the week after, we've got the Suns, who are actually the sort of the surprise team currently in the AFL. Yeah,
0: they're going going not too badly at all.
1: So. You know, they're all interesting, uh, very live games.
0: Um, yeah. So, yeah. Now, Nick, I, I
1: didn't I didn't mention this to you before when we were planning the show, but I know you'll be able to answer it off the top yeah. of your head. There were some contract re-signings um, uh, uh, over the last week or two. And the one that stood out to me was the Thompson Dow um, one-year yeah. extension. And to be honest, I think it made me feel so... S- slightly better about our takes from in you know, we recall in our mid season yes. show that yep. we, we we said it was he was looking marginal and there was yep. a small window and he took that window but the fact that it was a light call I think was highlighted by the um, uh the fact he only got one year.
0: Yeah. I know look he he delivered at, at senior football it, w- it wasn't perfect um, but, it, but it was pretty solid uh, football and yeah I, I and particularly given we don't have a ton of uh, depth at, at inside midfield yeah I, I, I certainly understood it the uh, the other one um I think we'd mentioned before the at least the rumor of it but um Jacobb Bauer uh, resigning for Two years, which was a, a nice vote, vote of confidence, I thought. Yeah, that was
1: a, that was the other big one to me. I agree. Um, the two years was was noteworthy. Um, all right, Nick. Unless there's anything else about resignments before no. we before we uh, pay credit to the the uh, Adrian Dodoro who's made so many supporters here um, so, from not
0: not just Richmond but other teams. Hey, yeah, I, other. Pretty much every other Melbourne (laughs) club, yeah. yeah. Actually, I mean, we we had this
1: conversation offline, but we thought we were having a conversation about how best to pay tribute to his services to football. Mm.
0: Um,
1: And one idea that I was particularly attracted to was, look, Richmond Carlton, round one, we don't agree with much traditional enemies, but I think we can all uh, uh, acknowledge what Adrian, uh, Adrian has done for both our clubs. Mm. Perhaps a lap of honour, so we could all sort of standing ovation.
0: But Nick, we talked about, and and it would be entirely appropriate uh, to do it before the regular season starts, because who won more off seasons than Agent Dodoro? Well, and and we talked about like how
1: do we talk about this pod, and we really thought, Nick, Nick, you know, list management's your area, and Mm. we really thought that you know perhaps you could go through your. your top five moments in, in Adrian D'Oro's career. So Nick, would you, would, would you like to, would you allow us to, and I know there's been a lot of sentimental, sentimentality and a lot of farewells, but we just can't let this pass. Like no. we have to, we have to acknowledge it. So Nick, take it away. What, what are your top five moments?
0: Look, you're asking me to pick between my, my children here, but <laughs> there is, uh, there, there's, there's some clear favourites. The uh, and and really, when you don't you don't have a generational finals drought um, without a generation of bad decisions. So it, you know the my favourite uh, my favourite intellectually is uh, picking Scott Gumbleton uh, at the number two pick in the draft when you literally. Uh, looking at uh a smorgasbord of uh future Hall of Famers in you know, Travis Boak, Joel Selwood, mm-hmm. uh Jack Rewald, Shane Edwards, uh a bit a bit later down. And you're thinking, oh, that that wasn't great. Then you know, to but to back it up twelve months later, uh, picking the long-forgotten David Myers, head of um, future AFL Hall of Famers, uh, uh, Patrick Dangerfield, Cyril Rioli, Harry Taylor, Alex Rance, uh, Callan Ward, uh, you know, you can throw in club captain uh, Ben McAvoy. Like, that's a, that's a, a two-year uh, track record that I don't, I don't know that anyone's... Matching that, and then, then, then you go the, uh, uh, you know, just a couple of years after that, he um, played hardball as as he as he often does, uh, and failed to get a deal done on a on a basher, probably trade. So he enters the, the preseason draft where he. He, he becomes you guessed it a hall of fame player for another club. So that's yeah that's that's the historical stuff. But you say Nick that uh, surely surely there's more and there is more. There's there's a three year run uh, uh, without a first round draft pick despite being a rebuilding uh, team because they they thought which um, is. Perhaps with uncomfortable parallels for us now, but uh, they, were, they thought there was uh, gold to be had in in mining GDLBs uh, midfielders in, in Devon Smith and uh, Dylan Shield um, picking picking Dyson Hepel over Tom Lynch. Uh, yeah, well, that's not so bad. Like you know, it's not. Um, Look, yeah, one's one's a club captain, but. You know, and yeah, the, um I think we
1: can had, give that a pass, particularly as the because of the conquer. but you know, point to
0: uh, him. it was it was adequate. Um Andrew, have you ever have you ever once looked at Andrew McGurr and thought, Oh yeah, I can see why he was the first pick in the draft. <laughs> yeah.
1: Mm, no, that's a good point. Um yeah. it,
0: and the amazing
1: thing is you like you didn't even list my favorite one, which was and like we really do have to give credit here to the uh the of the media, which is mm. you know, Rocco, but I think uh um, Robbo was really the, oh, yeah. the 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 clubhouse leader in this is it's like no matter what decision they always got fantastic press. But the playing hardball over Joe Danaher, forcing oh, him to save for, too. for yeah. an extra year when he clearly already hated the club and um just was, was a toxic presence um, and then got less than they would have the year before. Like, yep. that, that, that to me is is one of my favourite moments. And the fact that he instantly became, like, a better, like, never as good as perhaps the hype was, but um, was a much better player once he left Essen, And I think that deserves an honourable mention.
0: Yeah. No, no. And so, yeah, it it's it, it the same. And one of, one of these years, the... That streak will be broken, but yeah, I yeah, think yeah, you're entirely right. We should stop, um, stopping uh, on this day in which a new era uh, begins. That that hopefully uh, brings us uh, great joy. The uh, you know we should pay tribute to the passing of uh, another legend who's who's done so much for the happiness of Richmond supporters.
1: There's been too many farewells this year, but, you know, even don't be sad it's over. Be glad to, be glad for what you had. Um,
0: I'm Nick. Oh, no, 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 no oh, Mike, I'm Nick.
1: Nice. I just, we, we, we're a bit under time. Um, it, that was a good ending, but um, unusually, this is an unusually short podcast for us. So I just want to get on record. I want us to power rank who we least want to win the grand final starting on. At the team that we want, it's a double negative, but the what we would least not like to win the grand final. So the team that we mo- is most acceptable to us, oh, and, a, is and, a, it, 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 and it's amazing. It's the club probably we've complained about most on this podcast, <laughs> yeah. but it is Nick.
0: Oh, it, it's got good uh, that that Adam Kingsley has made GWS uh, watchable, um, and I'd. Genuinely liking uh, Adam Kingsley and having given up um, my heart's desire for Tom Green. Um, uh, That's my favourite. The next, the next three are pretty tough because, yeah. uh, I suppose it has to be Brisbane next.
1: It does, and like finals rivalry, very chippy, very lippy. Yeah, Um, the. The shine has worn off their coat off their coach a long time ago, um, and yeah, but we don't have to deal with the supporters, um, not a a traditional rival, so clearly they are third least worst, uh, sorry, second least worst option. Now, this is a tough one, Nick speaking, Carlton and Collingwood, and this is why I brought up the second, it's
0: it's got to be the one, coat. Um, I love, I love fly, and it, it. the preliminary final of two Richmond former Richmond assistant coaches does does cause me some pain, but yeah. So so oh, this is. I think we're going to
1: disagree on this. Oh really? Yeah. No. Look, it, like it a very painful decision. But for all my hatred of Carlton, Collingwood have beat us in a more recent final. Um, uh. So many supporters. uh and they'll be insufferable, whereas Carlton actually don't have that many solid supporters. Perhaps on a, a per capita basis, they're more obnoxious supporters. But mm. um, like, I would be more okay with a Blues flag than a Pies flag. But yeah, the, like, I think we might have to agree to disagree on this one. On the other I actually quite like. It. I've got a few Collingwood supporter friends, so you know, I don't know. I'm a bit torn on this. I'll, I'll have to think yeah. about it. It's we, the grand final.
0: We've we've got some. Mm. We've got some relatives as well. Uh,
1: yeah, it's yeah, it's a tough one. But um, anyway, uh, uh, a subject for future debate. But at least, at least on the positive side, we've got a
0: clear least worst option. Agreed. That's true. The other thing I would put to you is that uh, it is there are probably no more than a couple of dozen. People who have living memory of the last grand final in which Collingwood beat Richmond in 1929.
1: <laughs> uh, so, so, but what does that mean? Does that is that in favour of Collingwood or in favour no, of?
0: No, it just means that I hate Carlton a bit more because uh, of because uh, of 1982, and you can um, um, throw in a sprinkle of. Uh 19, 1972 as well and then um sixty seven um getting Neville Crow uh suspended for the grand final so yeah.
1: yeah. Well an issue for next year, but we're gonna when we play those teams next year we'll be underdogs. Um, clear underdogs for the first time yeah. in a while. Um it'll be a different Yeah, team. that'll be painful. i yeah. oh, it be even better if we beat them though, Nick.
0: I'm Nick. Andy. We're Richmond Ike.